0: You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. Got a fun concept for you today here on the podcast. What I want to do is take a little bit more inventory of what the Bills currently have on the roster. We always get so excited about how the team can get better in the offseason, and so much of that is centered on new players that could be brought in, whether that's a trade, free agency or the NFL Draft. And those are very important avenues for teams to explore to acquire talent and improve the football team. Well, that's not the only way your football team can improve. Sometimes that improvement comes from players on the team getting better. I remember a quote from Marv Levy when he was the general manager of the team. And he took an interview, and he was asked about his plan for where the team can get better and what the needs were for the offseason. And Marv made it a point to mention that the team can get better by players on the team improving. And he specifically mentioned Brad Butler. And I was really surprised by that because Brad Butler was kind of a late-round draft pick that was a backup and had a you know a few chances to play, but you never really thought of him as a starter. And he went out of his way to say, yeah, a guy like Brad Butler can improve and become a starter for us. And then lo and behold, he did. And so it's always opened my mind from that moment to be mindful of the players on the team that can get better and help the football team improve. So what I've done... And what I'm going to talk about today for the podcast is I've taken the roster that the Bills had last year. I've also included the practice squad players and guys that they have inked to a futures contract, a total of 72 players, and I've put them into categories, tiers, buckets, whatever you want to call them. The first bucket is players that have reached their ceiling. They're as good as they are going to ever be in the NFL, and I expect them to sustain that level of play for 2021. The next bucket is they've reached their ceiling, but they can be a more effective player in 2021, meaning that the player is as good as they are going to be in the NFL, but their output in 2021 can exceed that of 2020. The next tier is on the decline. These are players that have reached their ceiling in the NFL, and a lower level of play in 2021 is likely, and the most important category where we're really going to focus our efforts and attention on today is the bucket of players that have room to grow. These are players that can achieve a higher level of play moving forward, and we have not seen the best version of the player yet. And this bucket of players is critical. These guys improving and reaching their ceiling can make a major impact on the football team. So let's get into those tiers. Let's talk about why I have players in those tiers and give ourselves an idea of how the Bills can get better because the players on the team will improve. So let's start with the players that I think have reached their ceiling. These guys are as good as they are ever going to be in the NFL and I expect them to sustain that level of play for 2021. So these guys have reached their ceiling and I have 3 tiers inside of that. I have they've have reached their ceiling and it's a good thing. I have that they've reached their ceiling and they are a role player and I have they have reached their ceiling and it's likely to be inconsequential. So players that have reached their ceiling, and it's a good thing, Jordan Poyer, Andre Roberts, Mitch Morse, Stefan Diggs, Deion Dawkins, Cole Beasley, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, Daryl Williams, Jerry Hughes, and Reed Ferguson. Those players, I think they're as good as they're ever going to be in the NFL, and we should be happy about that because they have reached the ceiling That solidifies their status. We have no doubt what those players are going to be for the team next year. The next tier inside of reached ceiling is they've reached their ceiling and they are a role player, meaning, yeah, they're never going to really get any better. I don't expect a drop-off. They are who they are, and who that is is a role player. That list of players includes Vernon Butler, Tyler Croft, Jordan Devy, Dean Marlowe, Tyler Medikavich, Saran Neal, Levi Wallace, Jaquan Johnson, Harrison Phillips. I think Vernon Butler is always going to be an average rotational defensive lineman. Tyler Croft is a fringe tight end two slash tight end three type player. Jordan Devy is a backup interior offensive lineman. Dean Marlowe is a fourth safety. Tyler Medikevich is a special teams linebacker. Saran Neal is a special teams defensive back. Levi Wallace is a fringe CB2, a guy that you can start, you can get by with him, but you're always going to kind of be hoping to upgrade and replace him. Jaquan Johnson is a special team-centric defensive back. And Harrison Phillips is a backup rotational defensive lineman. Those guys are role players. They're as good as they're ever going to be. I don't expect them to take a major jump. I don't expect their role to be different. They've reached their ceiling. They are who they are. The last tier within players that have reached their ceiling are players that have reached their ceiling, and it's likely inconsequential, meaning these guys are who they are, and I don't expect them to elevate their level of play or that level of play that they're at move the needle or really make a difference for the team. That list includes Duke Williams, TJ Yeldon, Lee Smith, Brian Cox Jr., Mike Love, Nate Becker, Brandon Bryant, and Davis Webb. Fringe, rosterable guys, they're inconsequential. They're as good as they're going to be. There's no reason to really buy in and be hopeful that they're going to become meaningful contributors. They are who they are. They've reached their ceiling, and it probably doesn't matter. So 28 players are included in this Reached ceiling tier, 39% of the roster, 39% of the Bills roster is as good as they will ever be, and their roles are clearly defined, at least in the way that I view those players. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing, BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. The next tier that I want to get into are players that they've reached their ceiling, but I think they can be a more effective player in 2021. And I have seven players in this tier. And as I work through it, I think it'll be clear to you why they have their own little category here, because, yeah, I don't know that they're ever going to be better than what we've seen from this player, but circumstances prevented them from really making the impact they're capable of or filling the role they should on the football team. The first guy, John Brown, cut and dry. We know what this guy can do. 2019 happened. 2020, he was injured all year long, and even when he played, he was playing injured. So John Brown, certainly a guy that we know who he is, we know what he's capable of, but his impact in 2021 – Is likely to be better than 2020 based on him being healthy. Number two, Quentin Jefferson, defensive tackle. You know, I think the player that we saw in Seattle in 2019 was the player he could be for the Bills, but playing out of position really inhibited his ability to unleash his athleticism and be a penetration style player and really attack gaps and and get into the backfield. Playing way too much one technique and not enough three technique and on the edge for him to really be that disruptive type player that he can be. So him playing in the optimal role in 2021 should reach a greater ceiling and impact for the Bills next year. AJ Klein. AJ Klein, I think we know who he is in the NFL, but I think he played earlier and more than expected, and he had that nice little stretch in the middle of the season where he made a really big impact, and then he kind of faded down the stretch, but his familiarity with the team, the team's understanding of how to unleash his skill set should lead to him being a more impactful player in 2021. John Feliciano. If John Feliciano's back, I think we know what he's capable of, but... Would sure like to see him without battling injuries, right? Even in 2019, he battled injuries. 2020, he had a delayed start to the season because of that pectoral injury. And he's, you know, look, just never had a chance to really be healthy and and be the best version of himself in terms of health. So I think there's a chance that if he's back, you know, we know what he can be in the league, but his impact can be greater next year than it was in 2020. Star Latuloy, obviously he made no impact. This past year because he opted out of the season, but we know what he can be. And so his impact obviously is going to be greater next year because he's going to be on the field and that will have a net positive effect on the football team. Matt Milano, Matt Milano, let's assume he's back, right? For all of these players, we're assuming that they're back. So this is all of the Bills players that were rostered last year, plus any futures contract. We're operating under the understanding that all these players are back for the purposes of this experiment. Matt Milano obviously was restricted in 2020 because of injuries. And so a healthy Matt Milano is capable of making a greater impact than what we saw from Milano this past year. And the last guy in this category is Jake Kumro. Uh wide receiver practice squad type player, but you know like <laughs> I think he's reached his ceiling. I think he's a depth receiver, but I think with more time on the team, he can develop into a even more meaningful special teams player that could make even more of an impact as a fifth or sixth wide receiver. So again, he's reached a ceiling. Those ceilings are different, right? When you compare John Brown and Matt Milano to A.J. Klein and Jake Kumro, it's very different. But the spirit of what I'm trying to communicate here in terms of yeah, they We know what this guy is in the NFL, but for whatever circumstance existed for that player, their impact in 2021 should be greater than what the impact was in 2020. The next tier of player, the next category are guys that are on the decline. Guys that I believe have reached their ceiling in the NFL, and I anticipate a lower level of play in 2021. Mario Addison, I think he plateaued and is on the way down based on the impact that he made, you know, kind of 2016 through 2019 an aging player. I think his best days are clearly behind him. Matt Barkley, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30, you know, pedestrian physical ability to begin with. I don't expect him to (laughs) take a step or anything like that. I think he's on the backside of his career. Taiwan Jones, Special teams player, running back, getting up there in age, has had a long career playing on special teams. You know, I think just naturally given his age and role, I think he's kind of, you know, on the way down in terms of his impact. Trent Murphy, I mean, a lot of times he was a healthy and active for this football team with guys like A.J. Epinesa and Daryl Johnson dressing ahead of him. Josh Norman, you know, I think he's been on the decline for a few years now. Ty Secchi. Aging player, injuries, a large human being that, you know, we're not even sure he can play an entire game based on the platooning and just kind of his history in the league. And then Brian Winters, who, you know, clearly showed that his best football is behind him based on the caliber of play he produced this past year. So, seven players, 9.7% of the roster, I think is on the decline. Also, on the reach ceiling but can be a more effective player in 2021 tier, I had seven players as well. So 9.7% of the roster is in that category. 9.7% is on the decline. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Make sure you write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Now it's time for the most important part of our discussion. The players on the Buffalo Bills that have yet to reach their ceiling. They have room to grow. These players can achieve a higher level of play moving forward and we have yet to see the best version of that player. This is significant. This is where the Bills are going to get better. They're going to have a draft class. They may make a few moves in free agency. A lot of the players we're talking about today won't even be on the roster next year. But these guys, these are the guys that can get better and you can improve from within. Now, within the room to grow category, I have three subcategories. One is if the ceiling is reached in 2021, the impact on the team could be significant. Number two, they have room to grow, but expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible and the impact on the team could be notable. Then I also have a category of they have room to grow, but the impact on the team is likely to be minimal. Let's focus here on what I think are the five most important players for 2021 that if they reach their ceiling, it could be a significant impact on the team. These five players. these are, To me, these five players are critical for that. Number one, Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is close to his ceiling. Josh Allen, if he plays at the level that he did in 2020, at the end of the career, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Josh Allen was elite in 2020. I'll say it again. If Josh Allen plays the rest of his career at the level he did in 2020, we are talking about a Hall of Fame quarterback. So yeah, 2020 Josh Allen is absolutely good enough. But I'm not willing yet to say that Josh Allen is as good as he'll ever be because he's done nothing but grow dating back to 2017. Has done nothing but improve and improve and improve and improve and improve. So until I see a plateau... I'm not willing to admit that he's reached his ceiling. Go back to the performance review podcast on quarterbacks to really hear my full ideas and thoughts on how Josh Allen can get better. But I think the reality is, is that he can, and because of that, he's yet to reach his ceiling. And if Josh Allen takes like a quarter of the step That he took from year one to year two and year two to year three. If a quarter of that happens from year three to year four, we're talking about the NFL MVP. Really exciting stuff, but I think the reality is he belongs in this category. The second player, Cody Ford. Cody Ford was a high second round pick. Has starter traits plus starter traits. I think most people that scouted him believe that he could be a quality starter in the NFL. Well, he's yet to become that. Injuries have obviously been the story for Cody Ford as a rookie. He played hurt and obviously, you know, missed more than half the season with an injury this past year. Musical chairs with where he's going to play, you know, right tackle, right guard, left guard. I think they have to pick a spot for him, let him develop and gel and figure out how to play that position. That will help him reach the ceiling in addition to being healthy. So if Cody Ford becomes the player Brandon Bean thought he could be when he drafted him, we're talking about a major, major impact to the football team. You're talking about a quality starting offensive lineman, an upgrade wherever he plays, whether that's guard or tackle. So Cody Ford, a player that if he reaches his ceiling in 2021, we're talking about a big difference. Dawson Knox. Again, I don't want to rehash everything I said in the performance review podcast, so go back and listen to that if you really want to hear me flesh this out fully. But Dawson Knox is a player that is as physically gifted as any tight end in the NFL. From a physical skill Perspective, top of the list. Athleticism, power for days, size for days. Just has to like come into his own. And I think there are reasons why he's been inconsistent and is yet to become that player. Real quick, high school quarterback. Went to Ole Miss, was like the eighth option in the offense. Didn't even catch a touchdown pass. Only had 1,100 snaps at tight end in his life entering the NFL. Enters the NFL, becomes a starting tight end, but misses a month in training camp and preseason due to a hamstring injury. Has an up-and-down rookie season, blocks pretty good, makes some flashy plays, but overall inconsistent. Year two comes around, and he's got a concussion, a calf injury, and COVID. And got better as the season went along and he became healthy, I think, Over the last 10 games of the year, he was a really good player. Based on his newness to the position, him being an ascending talent, him having unlimited physical ability to play the position, I think that he has the opportunity and ability and upside to become a difference maker at tight end in the NFL. If that ceiling is realized in 2021... We're talking about a significant impact on the football team. So for offense, Josh Allen, Cody Ford, Dawson Knox. There's other players that we'll talk about, but they're in different tiers of you know room to grow. These are the five most important ones. On defense, you guys know exactly where I'm going with this. I set the tone in the performance review series. Tremaine Edmonds and Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver, top 10 pick. Tremaine Edmonds... Was he 16th overall? The Bills traded up to get him. We're talking about high picks. Guys with unbelievable physical traits and athleticism. Guys that should be and could be and have the ability to be premier players at their position. But they're not yet. They're not there yet. They're not close. I said a few different times already this offseason that if Tremaine Edmonds was playing... To the level of a Darius Leonard, or a Fred Warner, or a Devin White—you know these young star linebackers in the NFL that are, you know, kind of in the same in the same skill level and pedigree as a Tremaine Edmonds—that we'd have different conversations about the Bills' defense. Tremaine Edmonds, I thought. Year one to year two took a major step forward. But that didn't continue in year three. I think he regressed, and I think injury, the early season injury and the inconsistency of the defensive line in front of him really impacted him. But everything's got to come together this year. He needs to become the player that Brandon Bean drafted him to be. And if he does, we're talking about a superstar middle linebacker. Right now we have a flashy linebacker that has – amazing highs, but man, the lows are just too frequent and they're too low. Those lows have to come up and those high level moments have to be more consistent. And if, look, if Tremaine Edmonds realizes his ceiling in 2021, you're talking about a game-changing linebacker because he's got rare physical ability. So he's young, two-time team captain, back-to-back pro bowler. There's good things happening with Tremaine Emmons. And I fear greatly that if the Bills, for some reason, you know, don't pick up his fifth year option and he, you know, is average next season and they let him walk, I have great fear that he's going to become a star somewhere else. So when you have traits like Tremaine Emmons, I think the leash is longer. But we're talking about year four now. He's a veteran in the NFL now. Become a top 10, 12, middle linebacker in the NFL, and the Bills are going to be humming on defense. Same thing applies to Ed Oliver. I don't need Ed Oliver to become John Randall or Aaron Donald, but I think Ed Oliver, it's time for him to start becoming a disruptive playmaker on this defensive line. Again, coming out as a rookie from Houston, playing nose tackle, transitioning to a penetration-style three technique. I expected some inconsistency as a rookie, and I thought towards the end of his rookie year, he started to really come on, really starting with that Dallas game. Then this past year, he, you know, he didn't have star next to him. He's playing some one tech. The whole defensive line groupings are all messed up, and, and he did he you know he didn't take a step forward. I think the pass rush was there, but the run defense was bad. Top ten pick. The Bills probably aren't picking in the top 10 for a long time. This player needs to become the best version of himself this year. And if he does, if the Bills get everything Ed Oliver can become in 2021, we're talking about a difference maker up front. Everybody's wanting that difference maker, right? We're watching the Chris Joneses of the world and the Nick Boses of the world, the Aaron Donalds of the world, just making these big time impacts and just being a problem to deal with. Well, the the Bills have a player that can do that in Ed Oliver, it just has to be realized this year. So we could talk about J.J. Watt and we could talk about Pick 30 and other free agents and things that can happen this off season, but nothing to me in my mind is more significant than Josh Allen, Cody Ford, Dawson Knox, Tremaine Edmonds, and Ed Oliver reaching their ceiling this year. If that happens, the sky is the limit for this football team. Now, I have other tiers within the room to grow tier. The first tier that we just worked through, the most important thing we talked about today, that's the tier of if the ceiling is reached in 2021, the impact on the team could be significant. This next tier is... That they have room to grow, but expectations should be tempered, but growth is possible and the impact on the team could be notable. Got a bunch of players in this category. AJ Epinesa, Gabriel Davis, Ike Bakker, Zach Moss, Dane Jackson, Isaiah McKinsey, Tyler Bass, Tyrell Dodson, Josh Thomas, Reggie Gilliam, Isaiah Hodgins, Ryan Bates, Corey Bajorquez. Daryl Johnson, Taryn Johnson, Justin Zimmer, and Devin Singletary. All of those players have shown some flashes, you know, varying degrees. Obviously, you know, Gabriel Davis is not the same as Justin Zimmer, right? But there's reason to believe that all of those players that I mentioned can take a step forward, make a bigger impact on the team next year, and – if they do, it could have a notable difference on the roster and the results on Sundays. A.J. Epinesa, I think there's a chance that he can command 40% of the snaps and really come into his own and figure out the playing weight and develop. Gabriel Davis, I mean, how you know <laughs> the rookie year was so good. Exceeded my expectations. Now, having some experience under his belt, another offseason, a full understanding of the offense and what he's going to need to do, he could be a better player. Ike Bakker, a guy that there's a chance he's a starting offensive lineman for the team at minimum, a very high quality backup. You know, he's got starting experience under his belt now. Zach Moss, a rookie, third round pick. You know, the Bills' offense in terms of running the football was out of sync all year. Had a hamstring or a turf toe injury early in the season than the injury that cost him the rest of the year. You know, year two for him, could be a better player. Dane Jackson, we saw flashes as a rookie. Should be in the mix for CB2 at a minimum quality depth. Isaiah McKenzie, it feels like he kind of gets sprinkled in more and more and good things happen whenever the Bills get him involved. Expanding his role, having him make more plays. Tyler Bass, really strong rookie season. No reason to think that he can't get better. Tyrell Dotson's been around for a while now. He's had some injuries. Maybe it's him and the A.J. Klein at linebacker. And uh, Tyrell Dotson, obviously a good special teams player as well. Josh Thomas. Talked about him on the on the performance review for the safeties and how I think there's a path for him to be a Dean Marlowe caliber player. Reggie Gilliam, obviously making the team as a UDFA was... <laughs> a big tell for him and what he can do. And obviously what he was able to do on special teams and kind of being that H back and being that fullback at times, like, you know, he should be more comfortable next year. Isaiah Hodgins, we didn't even get to see him as a rookie, Ryan Bates, continuing to evolve as this do everything offensive lineman that can play five positions. Corey Bohorquez kind of found his stride last year, but there's no reason to think that he can't become even more consistent. Daryl Johnson, Let's hope he takes a step because I thought he was the same player in 20 as he was in 19 and so I'm hopeful that, you know, he can become a more meaningful rotational end for the, you know, 15-20% of the snaps he's going to play. Taron Johnson. Obviously some high-level moments last year, but injuries have kind of impacted him. I don't think there's a whole lot more for him to grow into, but, you know, staying healthy, you know, pr- proving his consistency, continuing to make plays on the ball, continuing to tackle, you know, that's going to that's uh, something that I think he can evolve and take a you know a somewhat of a step further into and, and becoming a better slot corner. Justin Zimmer, not a super young player, but highly athletic, a, a high-motor guy. Got his first extended playing time last year. There's reason to believe that he could take a step forward next year. And then obviously Devin Singletary. Let me say this about Devin Singletary. You guys know that I'm not super high on him, and I never really have been. But a lot of you guys were after his rookie season. You know, He averaged the same amount of yards per carry as Derrick Henry led the league in 2019 in terms of yards per carry for guys that carried the football 150 times or more on the season. Like, that player still exists. He's still there. So you like to think that as the Bills' run game finds itself a little bit, that Devin Singletary can make a better impact in 2021 and that he has not reached the ceiling yet. The last tier within the tier are players that have room to grow but the impact on the team is likely to be minimal. These are players that I don't think have reached their ceiling, but even if they get better, I don't think it moves the needle in terms of you know my perception of the team or how valuable they are in that role. So that list of players includes Jake Fromm, Cam Lewis, Andre Smith, Tommy Sweeney, Antonio Williams, Christian Wade, Trey Adams, and Tanner Gentry. So in totality, we have in the room to grow category, 30 players, 41.6% of the roster, I don't think has reached their ceiling in the NFL. So we talked about a lot of players. We broke it all down into tiers. But the most important thing that I want you to take away from our discussion today is that Josh Allen, Cody Ford, Dawson Knox, Tremaine Edmonds, and Ed Oliver those guys realizing their ceilings in 2021 matters a lot. Significant impact. And then there's this next tier of A.J. Epinesa, Gabriel Davis, Ike Bacher, Zach Moss, Dane Jackson, Isaiah McKenzie, Tyler Bass, Tyrell Dotson, Josh Thomas, Reggie Gilliam, Isaiah Hodgins, Ryan Bates, Corey Borges, Daryl Johnson, Taryn Johnson, Justin Zimmer, and Devin Singletary. Those are guys that I think can get better and them doing so matters to the football team. I think it could lead to a a notable impact on the team. This is good news. This is very good news because, like I said, I don't expect all of those guys to reach their ceiling. I don't. Some of those guys could take a step forward and still not reach their ceiling. But the fact that there is a course and a path forward – That is very clear to me with existing young players on the roster that have physical ability, upside, talent, skill, everything you're looking for in becoming impact players at their position. The fact that there's a clear path for them to do so and it make an impact on the team gives me great encouragement as we enter an offseason where the Bills are right up against the salary cap. They're probably going to have to release some players meaningful players are going to walk and sign for other teams. They're not picking high in the draft, right? They're picking 30th in the first round. That there is a course forward for the Bills to get better because players on the team improve, and there's a large amount of players that can do that. Now it goes back to the coaching staff. Player development. You want to draft and develop? Well, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's see Ford Knox, Edmonds Oliver really come into their own and become the players that Brandon Bean envisioned them to be when he drafted them. That's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. Uh, Tomorrow on the podcast, I am going to do something that I've been looking forward to, and that's talking about specific things that the Bills can do this offseason to help – craft a roster that is capable of beating the Kansas City Chiefs. So we are going to outline that tomorrow on the podcast. I've had a ton of questions uh, submitted over email about that very topic, and so I'm going to lay out my ideas for that tomorrow on the podcast. So don't miss it. Make sure that you're subscribed. Rate, review, and share the podcast, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.